Praise God. You know, we often say that we're not after your money, and uh, I thought, brother, we're really letting it be known <laughs> this morning. <laughs> but it is a great joy to see you all this morning here at Riverside and to be celebrating with over 40, 44, thing, uh, 44 people, I think, that are now signed up to be baptized this morning. Their absolute and total obedience and allegiance to Jesus Christ, and they're going to be baptized in water this morning. Many of you have come for the reason that friends or relatives are being baptized, and we're thrilled that you are here. And um, this morning, these people are really doing two main things. Firstly, they want the rest uh, of the earth to know their friends, their relatives, and anyone else who is looking on. They want um, angels and demons to know that they have uh, surrendered their sinful hearts to Jesus Christ. That it is that they have made a decision that they would give their hearts and lives over to Jesus Christ and their will. It isn't that they're coming here this morning to say that they are better than anyone else. They're not saying that they are perfect. In fact, they are are here this morning and they are telling you that without Jesus Christ, they were on a road that was leading to a lost eternity in hell. That they were uh, standing before you here admitting that they were sinners and they were lost and that they were on a road towards destruction. They're not standing and saying they're perfect. They're standing and admitting that they were far from perfect. And now they have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. They're standing here today and they're going to be saying, I don't deserve the forgiveness that Jesus Christ has brought into my life but I have received it gladly. I don't deserve to be on my way to heaven. I ought to be on my way to hell. But now my life has been changed by Jesus Christ, transformed by his power, and I am now on the road to heaven. They are admitting to you that the lives that they lived were lives that admittedly were wrong and going in the wrong direction. They are admitting to you that they came to Jesus feeling guilty about their sins that they had committed and the things that they had done that were just plain wrong. They're also coming here today and they have asked Jesus Christ to now cleanse them from the inside out. See, these people are not only going to be witnessing today that their sins have been forgiven, But they are also witnessing the fact that they believe that by the power of the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross, the sins that were committed against them by other people have now also been forgiven by them and that they are being uh, cleansed from the shame of the past. You know, I recently heard of a couple that were in serious trouble with their marriage in fact, they were on the point of breakup, and, um, and it was all down to the fact of this lady in the marriage, the wife in the marriage, who had been um, molested as a child growing up by her father, that it was that in her home, uh, her dad had taken advantage of her and had uh, sexually molested her, 
and left her in a place of feeling dirty and shameful. Out of the feeling of her shame through her teen years, she felt that she was good for nothing, and so she gave herself away, if you will, to others in wrong relationships, and that only led to her feeling absolutely shameful and uh, emotionally absolutely messed up on the inside. She lived with a sense of low self-esteem. She didn't need a preacher to tell her that she was a sinner. She knew it. But she did get to hear the good news that Jesus forgives sinners. And she asked Jesus Christ to forgive her sins and to come and live deep within her heart. And her life was wonderfully changed that day when tearfully she came and surrendered her broken heart to Jesus Christ. However, her shame remained. She never told anyone of her past life. No one in the church knew about her what she had been involved in and what had happened to her in her past life. And she still lived with this feeling of being ashamed about uh, her past and, and, and a feeling of being dirty on the inside, feeling dirty inside. She actually married a great Christian guy and, uh, and they set off into marriage together, but problems soon arose within the marriage and there was problems with them being intimate together. Uh, and it all boiled down to this fact that she felt such shame and such dirt on the inside that, that it was that now she felt she was not good enough for this man who had loved her and married her. How many know that shame is a life-controlling substance? When shame grips your heart and life, uh, then things really begin to go wrong. This lady told of times when her daddy had molested her on her own bed and she, when he'd left the room, she would get out of the bed and, and, and go under the bed to sleep because she felt that the bed was now defiled. She talked of other times of being abused when she would get into the shower and, and she would stay in the shower for literally an hour or more trying to feel clean she spent hours in the shower not uh, able to feel clean because the dirt that she felt and the, the contamination that she felt was on the inside of her. She felt that she was defiled and felt shame. You see, the fact was that this lady's dad took her innocence at a young age and, and he sinned against her in the worst possible way. The fact is, with regard to her dad, you know, is that he will have to face his sin's penalty unless he repents here on earth. He will face the judgment seat of Christ and he will receive for the things that he did while he was on earth that left this girl in such a terrible place. Well, I want to tell you this morning, whether it's you, this girl or you, what Jesus Christ did on the cross not only dealt with the sins that I committed, the wrong that I did, but it also dealt with the sins that were committed against me. Those things that left a feeling of shame on the inside. The Bible talks about uh, the whole area of defilement. Uh, let me illustrate this. I'm sure you've met people with a, a, a obsessive compulsive disorder. 
they, they get to feel that no matter how much they wash, they can't get clean. And so they, they wash continually. And now they're, they're very, very careful at what they touch. And uh, because they're afra- afraid that they're going to get contaminated by something, some bug or another. And so they've got this clean uh, thing about them that they can't get clean enough on the outside. In like manner, there are people who live their life less than God intends them to live because they feel they can never get clean on the inside. They feel that their lives carry dirty little secrets of what they have done in the past or the things that have been done against them in the past and they feel defiled. See, shame causes you to feel inferior. Shame will deal with you and you feel inadequate. Shame will ruin your marriage. It will ruin your family. Shame will grip your life and cause you uh, not to like yourself. And so you will get into eating disorders and all sorts of things because of the stuff that's on the inside of you. It can ruin your education. It can mess up your career uh, because you don't feel worthy enough to succeed. The Bible talks about the things that defile human beings, that cause them to feel dirty on the inside. For instance, the Bible talks about involvement in false religions and the occult, and uh, and it's seen as something that defiles you. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31, it says, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them. To be defiled by them, I am the Lord your God. The Bible also says that sexual activity outside of marriage will defile you. The Bible says that physical and emotional and sexual abuse can defile you and make you have a feeling of shame. The Bible says that now shame comes and puts limits upon your life and it controls your future. Although you can know that God has forgiven your sin, you still carry the shame of the stuff that has gone on in the past and you live with this, self, uh, son, uh, this sense of shame on the inside. I want to tell you that Jesus wants everyone to be free from sin's effects, the ones done to you and the ones done against you. So this morning, what these people are witnessing and telling you is this, is that Jesus is my cleanser. Oh yeah, listen, Jesus is my cleanser. Not only the sins that I committed in the past, but the stains that are on my life from the past. The stains that have been brought to me, not only by my sin, but the sin of others against me. Listen to what the Bible says about this. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 12, there's a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 7 and verse 20, what comes out of a man is that defiles a man. From within, out of the heart, men proceed. Evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetous, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. The scripture saying that the effects of sin, particularly sins committed against us, make us feel dirty on the inside. But listen to this verse, 1 John 1 and verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
has two parts of that. He says that the blood of Jesus can forgive your sins. And then the second part, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Righteousness, it means right things. Unrighteousness, it means wrong things. When it comes to Jesus, he cleanses us from unrighteousness. In other words, the things that we have done and the things that have been done against us, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Listen to me, I don't know who you are, all of you. I, I looked around this morning and I said, wow, that's a crowd. And, 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 and many of you I don't know, but I know that there are people here who are controlled by your past. There are people here who know that their past is affecting their now and it's affecting their future. And Jesus wants you to live at a higher level than that. He wants you free from the things that control you and control your future. He wants to cleanse you this morning from your sin. He wants to come to you and cleanse your mind from the abuse of the lies that have been said about you. He wants to take away the curses that have been put on your life when you've been told you're ugly, you're stupid, you'll never make anything of your life, you're valueless. Jesus wants to cleanse those thoughts away from your mind this morning. He wants to come and he wants to deal with the abuses that make you feel dirty on the inside, whether they are physical, mental, or sexual abuses that have happened. He wants you to now be delivered from the blame game where you blame everyone but Satan for your past, where you blame everyone for what's happened to you. And now you see that it was just satanic powers that was doing that stuff. People may have been involved, but it was Satan at the back of it. And if you're going to blame anyone, don't blame others. Blame Satan, friends. He's the one that's at the back of what has happened to your life. Jesus wants you to leave here this morning clean. On the inside, he wants to give you a brand new start. Listen to what these verses say from the Bible. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 30. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 8. I will cleanse them from all the guilt of their sin against me. And I will forgive all of the guilt of their sin and rebellion against me. Zechariah 13 verse 1. On that day there shall be opened a fountain for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. I want to tell you that on the cross when Jesus died, he dealt with every part of your sin and shame. The Bible says that he took your sin and shame and nailed it to the cross. You talk about being shameful. I want to tell you that Jesus on the cross was absolutely naked. And he took your shame upon himself. The Bible says he took your sin and your shame upon himself. And today's baptism for those who are being baptized completes this wonderful uh, process of being born again, that it is that people have come to Jesus and said, I'm going to put faith in what you did on the cross. I believe that what you did on the cross was for me. 
Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died in my place. I believe you took my sin. And Jesus, I believe you took my shame. And now I've surrendered that and I'm starting a brand new life. When I go down into the tank, it's as if I've died to the past. When I come up out of the tank, it's a resurrection. I'm starting a brand new day with Jesus Christ. And listen, listen, what he's done for this, these 44 people is also done for you. You may, may not have received this forgiveness yet. You may not have received this cleansing yet. But he's saying to you this morning, as every one of these gets baptized, what I've done for her, what I've done for him, I can do for you. I, I can change your life from the inside out. He is saying to you this morning, it's not just for everyone else, it's for you. If you were the only person here this morning, would Jesus would come and he, say, he would say to you, I can, I can forgive your past and I can cleanse you from the stains of the past. I can give you a brand new start and a brand new life. He is offering it to you as well as these 44 who are being baptized this morning. Now, let me rush to talk to you finally about some eternal effects of this whole process. You know, the Bible talks about the church being the bride of Christ. You know that a church is not a building. It's not just a building. Actually, actually, this wasn't built to be a church. It was built to be a theater. And there's a lot of stuff that has gone on on this stage over the years, I'm sure. But, but I want to tell you that the church is not a building. It's people. Oh, I, I want to tell you, I want to tell you why I attend Riverside Community Church. I, I want to tell you why, why we come here every week. I, 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 it's not because of the building, friends. I come because of the people. I love these people. I love being with these people. Listen to what the Bible says, the future plans for the churches. Now, listen, the church is made up of people who admit that they are sinners, who have asked Jesus to forgive their sin and to cleanse them from their unrighteousness. It's made up of people. This is, this is what Jesus plans. This is what he plans for the marriage of Jesus to his bride, the church. It, it talks in Revelation 9, 7, and 8 like this. It says, let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted to her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. Oh yeah, listen. The bride of Christ is going to be dressed in white, the Bible says. White stands for purity. White stands for cleansing. White stands for now being ready here. We wear white because she is now sinless and pure. I want to tell you, friends, you need to get this deep into your heart. The bride of Christ only wears white in eternity because of what Jesus has done for her. Oh yeah, the bride of Christ wears white in eternity because Jesus has come and has taken every dirty stain and he has cleansed it away. He has now made his bride ready. He makes her ready for eternity. The only way you'll get to heaven and be a part of that is by asking Jesus to forgive your past, cleanse you from the past, and to give you a brand new start in your life. 
This is a verse from Ephesians chapter 5. It says in verse 25 and 27, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church, church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she should be holy and without blemish. The word blemish there means, it means shame, without shame it says that that bride standing before Jesus on that day will be without shame he has cleansed the shame away he has given her a brand new start it is a church that is ready because the sin has been dealt with and the shame has been dealt with it has been washed away when they go under this water today they are signifying that their sin and their shame has been dealt with by Jesus and they've got a brand new start, a brand new beginning. They are set free from sin's hold upon their life. It gives them eternal life. These people are witnessing to you today that they're not waiting for eternal life, they've already got it. Oh yeah, friends, listen, listen to this. When you ask Jesus to forgive your past and cleanse you from your shame, he puts eternity on the inside of you. In other words, we may stop breathing on earth, but the minute we stop breathing on earth, we start breathing heaven's air. And I want to tell you, we're going to be with Jesus one day. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Wouldn't you like to be a part of that? Wouldn't you like to know that your sin has been forgiven and the dirty past that has left a stain on your life has been cleansed because the blood of Jesus is the greatest cleansing agent in all the earth. He wants to cleanse you by those contaminated things of the past that feel, make you feel dirty on the inside. Wouldn't you like this morning to know that your sins are forgiven and that every bit of the stuff done against you by others, when they abused you, when they lied about you, all the stuff that has gone on, that number one, you will forgive the person that did that. But now Jesus says, I'm going to wipe that from your memory. I'm going to wipe that from your life. I'm going to cleanse you from every bit of your shame. I'm going to deal with it. You know, we got two tables at the front here. If you're here this morning, you're saying, I need Jesus to forgive my sin. And I need Jesus to deal with my shame. I want you to know that he can do that. You may be a Christian here today, and you've not realized that, that the blood of Jesus can cleanse you from the shame of the past. Maybe you're affected by that shame. I want to finish the story about that girl that was tied up in shame. Well, you know, she got to a place of saying, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I didn't realize that what you did on the cross not only dealt with my sin, it dealt with my shame. And Jesus, I'm surrendering my life to you. Will you cleanse me from that shame? And then she got baptized in water. And she said as she came up out of the water, she felt like a newborn baby. Absolutely free from sin and shame. 
And you may be carrying a load of shame today. I want you to get your life right. This is what I felt the Lord tell me to do. And, uh, you know, we've planned these baptismal services to happen on the fifth Sunday. Well, the next fifth Sunday is months away. And I thought, if people people want to get right with God and, and get baptized and deal with the shame stuff and the sin stuff, I don't want to le- wait until another fifth Sunday. So this is what I've, you know, when you're the senior pastor, you can do this stuff. And I've instructed that the Sunday after Easter, which is four weeks away, believe it or not, we will have another baptismal service. For any of you that are here today that say, I need to get my life right and I need to get baptized in water, I need Jesus to deal with my sin and my shame. And so right now, I'm going to ask that we bow in prayer for a moment. And in just a few minutes, we're going to come to baptize these people. But right now, maybe you're dealing with sin or maybe shame from your past. I want you to know that Jesus is ready to forgive your sin and to cleanse you from your shame. Oh, you won't have to wait till a baptism for that to happen. He'll do it right now where you are. But I want, to, I want you to know, I want you to know that Jesus is coming right where you are and he is saying, I can really set you free. He's coming right where you are, where you're sitting and saying, I can take away your sin and your shame. I can cleanse you from your shame. And right now, while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to pray for you. And, and, and if you're out there and you say, John, I need Jesus to deal with my sin or I need Jesus to deal with my shame, I want you to raise your hand right now so I know who I'm praying for. Just put your hands right up if that's you. That's right. Lots of hands going up. Keep them up a moment. Keep them up. I'm going to pray for you and I want to see you. I'm looking in the balcony. Yes, I see you right up there. Right up there. Let's all pray this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying for me on the cross to take my sin away. I believe you are right now taking my sin away. Lord Jesus, I've been sinned against. It's left me with shame. Will you take my shame away? Will you cleanse me on the inside? I surrender it to you. In Jesus' name. You may put your hands down. Now this is what I want you to do right now. We've got these two tables at the front here. And there are these cards on the tables. All it says here is, I, I accepted Jesus into my life today. And it also says, I'd like to be baptized. If you sign this card and sign that you want to get baptized and and you've given your life to Jesus Christ, then in four weeks' time, we'll open this tank up again and we'll have another great baptismal time. 
Uh, we'll do that. I declare to you on the authority of the word of God, if you raise your hand and pray that prayer, you are now set free from your sin and set free from your shame. In the name of Jesus. You say, well, I don't feel any different. Well, you won't feel any different right now, but you're going to feel different. I want to tell you, as you walk with Jesus, it gets better every day. Every day. But listen, listen to me. You need to get baptized. I want to tell you, when these people go under the water today, it's not that they're just getting wet. There is supernatural stuff that happens. They are not the same people coming up out of the tank as goes down into the tank, friends. They are coming up absolutely set free. They've obeyed Jesus who said to be baptized, and now they're set free. They're on the road to heaven, and they are like brand new people. You need to be baptized. So, listen. I've got to go and get into some clothes. I think I've got to baptize the first 21 people or something like that. But, but before I do, let me ask you, you raised your hands. You raised your hands. Don't you need to take the next step? I want you to come and fill one of these cards in and just drop it into the basket on the table there, if you will. So who's going to make the first move? Someone come and take this card from me right now. That's right. Come on. God bless you. Now, any others? Wherever you are, wherever you are, the cards are over there. That's right. Come from the balcony, wherever you are. That's right. Don't wait now. Come on. You know, you know, Jesus is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to get your life right. He's waiting for you to come right into his kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Someone, someone sitting, standing there right now, you say, I really should go up and do that. All right, now, let me encourage you. God's saying, come, don't hold back. Your heart's beating. You know you ought to do it. You know you ought to come. I want you to come right now. Just fill in this card. We'll take it up from there. We'll be in touch with you and tell you everything about this new life in Jesus. But if you're still standing back there, you're still sitting back there, right now Jesus is saying, I want to set you free. I'm not going to hurt you. I am going to make it better. I'm going to take away your sin. I'm going to take away your shame. Praise God. Come on, let's sing together and then we'll get to baptizing these wonderful people.